Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. Got a very interesting guest with us today. So his name is Phil Barth. And like many journeys all of us go through, his started with a heart attack. So since he's a, he's a speaker, he's an author, he's a dad, he's a Cleveland sports fan, which may have something to do with the heart attack, but we'll find out about that later. But Phil, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, so just let's just take us back. So it's August 2015. Kind of take us through why was that heart attack such a such a big change in your life? Obviously, it's a big medical deal. But what else happened? Right. So I was at summer camp, Boy Scout summer camp with my youngest son. And I noticed, you know, we go there every year. And I noticed this year the hills were higher and I was getting out of breath. And I knew something was not was not right. But I didn't really want to deal with it because the next week I was supposed to be in Las Vegas for their a, for a speaking opportunity the week after that was a, a a meeting for work in on myrtle beach and and so i was like you know eventually i'll get around to it you know how we're guys right we sure. get around to it eventually well come thursday we played this game i'm not making it up it's called hungry human hippos so have you ever seen the game hungry hungry hippos yeah where the the little hippos are getting all the the marbles well what you do is you take a big room you replace the marbles with softballs and you replace the hippos with humans. So I was on my belly on these wheels, guys swinging me around and I'm taking them in on the crate and I got done. I was like, I do not feel right. Something is wrong here. And so I went to the nurse and she took my blood pressure and it had tanked, which is a sign of a heart attack. So after a call to my wife and she said, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you've got a problem here. And she talked to the nurse and the nurse said, look, we need to call 911. So I went to the hospital and all the tests were coming back fine. But then they do this blood test that says, if this chemical is in your blood anywhere, you have had a heart attack. Mm. And it was there. It was there in low levels. So they said you had a small heart attack. And, wow. and I knew how bad I felt. I was like, I don't ever want medium, you know? So, so what they did after two stents, after all of that, the doctor told, pulled me aside. He said, you need to manage stress. And I was like, you know, that, that struck me as a little funny. I wasn't too far. I wasn't really massively over it. I could lose 20 pounds, but it, and I was in decent shape and I didn't smoke. So it surprised me. He picked stress, which he was right. Right. I was stressing about everything. So that started the journey of, you know, gratitude practice managing my stress, finding out what's good in life. It's just a, a general evolution that has carried me now for what, seven years of just a better mental attitude. You can't live a stress-free existence. Right, That's right. not possible, but lowering stress, stressing about the right things. And, and that's kind of what's led me to where I am today. Yeah. Well, Hey, I hate you had a heart attack, but what an awesome way to, to have a heart attack playing hungry, hungry humans. I mean, come on. That's, I want to play that right now. That sounds like a good time. I don't I want a heart attack. You, I, I will tell you, they never played that game at summer camp again. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a legend then. Everybody knows you. Oh, there's there's heart attack. Hungry, hungry heart attack guy. Yeah. <laughs> there's the guy that left in the ambulance. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's good to leave a legacy behind. So Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
So uh, that led you to come up with your, your nine S's of stress management. You kind of mentioned a little bit of them. So let's just go through those, you know, help people sure. out. Because I know, hey, the past few years, if you haven't been stressed out, there's probably something wrong with you. So you need some stress management tools. There you go. And, and I have to. I mean, we all have to some extent. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of whip through them. We'll cover a few of them in, in detail as you like. I will send you the handout that has what the nine are. And, and honestly, there's probably... 30 but you know these are the nine that work for me because i find more and more every day it's like oh yeah. there's a good idea so the first thing is seek what's good in life uh, right so when i started that journey in 2015 early 2016 after the physical recovery what i did was i started a daily gratitude practice on facebook so great things that happened today or great things that happened yesterday when i do it in the morning and it's just little things right you but what happened was it was, I did it just as part of an activity when we were going to the zoo and things like that. I had a week off work. And, and so I did that and I thought, well, I wonder how long I can continue finding what's good in life. And the answer is it's been about close to seven years. Yeah. So I, you know, look for what's good in life. And, and what I say is when you seek it, you're going to see it. When you see it, you need to save it. So take pictures on your phone, positive, put it on Facebook, put it in a journal and the more you seek it, the easier it is to find. Right. Yeah. And I, I have heard some people that say, you know, find something you're grateful for and make it different every day. I don't buy, I don't do it that way. If I'm grateful for something three days in a row, that's fine. You know, you just are priming your mind with your gratitude. Seek the good. Second one is subtract the bad. So, you know, we're on social media and, and it's just, can it can be just this cesspool of constant hate and you suck and you suck and you suck. Take, take that away. You can block people on, on right, Facebook right. or on yeah. social media, right? Wouldn't that be cool in real life? Somebody comes up and they're yelling <laughs> and complaining. You just go block and, and they go away and they don't even know they've been blocked. I mean, that'd be awesome. But, but so you subtract the bad, you cannot eliminate the bad. You can subtract the bad. And then I say, when you can't subtract anymore, you add, which ADD is acknowledge, don't dwell. Mm. Acknowledge what's bad, acknowledge what you can do about it, and then don't dwell on it and, and make it a huge thing. So subtract the bad. Uh, third one is step out of your comfort zone. And I'm not talking about jumping out a perfectly good airplane, but you need to push yourself, right? And, and if people like to parachute, more power to them. I don't see me doing that, but, <laughs> but, but you know, some people really enjoy that. Right. But for me, one of the one of the stepping out of the comfort zones is I like to plan and I like to plan and plan and plan. And sometimes stepping out of the comfort zone means you don't have all the answers and you just start moving on something. Right. Yeah. So whatever your comfort zone is, people like being comfortable. I mean, nobody wanted, goes into the mattress store and says, hey, give me a bed of nails. Right. <laughs> we we like comfort, but you got to sometimes step out of that zone and really, really enjoy life. Uh, what's that? That's three. Number four is share the love. Share it on social media. Send somebody a thank you card. Give somebody a call. Just some way to share your positivity with others. Uh, five. This is this is one of my favorites. Start the day off positively. So there was a study done in out of Harvard. It goes back about ten years, but they had two groups. The first group they started their day with solution focused. Not necessarily positive, but solution-focused news for three minutes. Three minutes. The other group, they started out with bad news. And, and it was probably they just turned on the news, right? And three minutes of that. Three minutes at the start of the day. 
at the end of the day, they asked the two groups, did you have a good day or a bad day? The group that started with three minutes of bad news was 27% more likely to report having a bad day. Wow. So you've got to get off on the right foot. I, my way is, and this may work for some, but it's A, B, C, D. So A is affirmations. B is read a book, something that connects you to some, some higher power, some higher thinking, whatever. Could be the Bible, could be a, another religious text. It could be getting things done by David Allen, which I love. B is a book. If I don't do it early, I don't get it done. C is coffee, because I get one cup of coffee and one cup of caffeinated coffee. So you got to enjoy that. And D for me is dogs. Oh, yeah. You you can't, these dogs are, you know, they, they wake up and they haven't seen you for eight hours and they're like, you are the most wonderful person in the world. And, and, and they just make your day positive. Yeah, now yeah. I will tell you for me, it also works D C B A in reverse because dogs don't wait. They do All not. Right? Yeah. You see why I want to have this guy on now? Look at this. He's, he's killing it. Let's keep it going, man. I'm enjoying this. Uh, next one, self-love. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to share the love with others. So you got to feel good about yourself. And there are a variety of ways to do that. I just like that. Um, step back in time. And, and what I mean by this is listen to some music that takes you back. I lost my father in 2019. He had a long illness, lost him. But what I did as part of dealing with that was I listened to Waylon Jennings. And I, you know, if you like Waylon Jennings, fine, that, that's, that's good. It's not Waylon Jennings as much as it's the fact that my dad loved country music. I loved Waylon Jennings and, jo and Johnny Cash from that genre. I bought it. But it, when I listen to Waylon Jennings, I'm not remembering my dad, you know, at his deathbed. I'm remembering my dad in his 30s and we're all going down to uh, Disney World and he's got Waylon Jennings playing in the car. So it, it puts me back in that, you know, here's my strong, vibrant dad. And the four of us are all going down to Disney, going to have a great time. So you step back in time and music is a great way to do that. Um, next one, very generic, start something silly. We don't laugh enough. You know, I watch sitcoms. I watch Hogan's Heroes, big throwback, uh, but just some sort of silly, something to make you laugh. Yeah, you know, there's there's a, enough news out there to make you want to cry. So start something silly. Tell dad jokes. I love a good. Oh dad. man, me you're on the same page now, man. Now you're talking my language right there. I love dad jokes. I just can't <laughs> wait. And I've trained my kids. They're not even dads yet, but I've trained them. So <laughs> good parenting advice there. Uh, and that's eight. The the ninth is small things make a difference. So I, I ultimately I wrote a book. Great things happen every day, and the subtitle is. Finding joy with friends, family, and banana milkshakes. It, and, and that's something, and what I did was I went through all my posts on social media and I kept seeing banana milkshakes, banana milkshakes, banana milkshakes. It, that's a little thing. You, th you take a banana or a frozen banana, drop it in a blender, put a little frozen yogurt on top of it, put some milk on top of it, blend it up. And what'd that take? Five minutes max? And then you know, make one for my wife, one for my son. And so it's such a little, it's a small thing, but it's like a moment with the family and you're just enjoying it. So small things. Tenth, the bonus one is, I've just been reading more and more about this, slow down. Oh, yeah. We live in such a fast paced world and and that kind of, you know, that that covers a lot of them, right? But you know, go out, take a walk, uh, just unplug for 15 minutes if that's all you can do, but we're trying to get more and more and more things done. Just sometimes you got to slow down, step back, 
and, and enjoy nature if that's what you want but that's that's them in a nutshell and yeah. and like i said i'll send you the 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 pdf so you can share yeah i'll link that to show notes so we can get this so they get more in depth on those so that's a great list man so the, the great thing about all, every one of those is you, you don't have to go buy something well you might have to buy a banana or something like that but other than that it's just you know it's, it's a mindset thing or you making choices of how you start your day how you view things that type of stuff so i get a little bit of pushback on relentless positivity about you know like i'm just like oh my house is on fire kids go get the marshmallows you know we're gonna it's not that kind of positivity you know it's just making a choice that when you when you see when you look for it you find it right just like what you talked about there's good things every day when you're looking for them for seven straight years you found something so yeah um, thank you for backing me up on that and also for the dad jokes i too am an aficionado not a love it yeah and 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 i tell people it's not every day that's going to be a great day you can find good things in every day but there's going to be some days when when you're when it's an off day yeah. But there's some days, no matter how hard you try to screw them up, they're going to be great. Some days you're going to have off days. And there's a whole lot in the middle where by being positive and doing these kind of things, you're going to put them on the, the winning side of the margin. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and everyone who's positive does dad jokes. Just I've done an informal study. That's just informal. Yes. I haven't published yet, but I'm pretty sure it's true. So Oh, it is. 100%. Uh, so let's get back to stress a little bit. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about something stressful you went through. Your 15 minutes of fame on who wants to be a millionaire. So if you guys remember that show, you get on the hot seat and tell, first of all, tell your, uh, tell a story about how your son was worried about you going in there because of that hot seat. Okay. Yeah. So to get on who wants to be a millionaire, you have to pass an audition and I needed to fail for about two and a half years. I think at auditions in Chicago, I failed in Chicago. I failed in Indianapolis. I failed online and and suddenly I did some research, right? So, so by the way, this was an obsession. I'm going to, I'm going to admit to that right off the gate, watched every single show, got to be there, but it paid. Um, so, so what happened? I, I went online and I learned about the process. So here's the process, at least circa 20 years ago, this is the process. You, you go into a room and they give you a test. Well, the test is form questions that have already been on the show. So kind of a, an open book test for me. And it, so that was the easy part. Then the next part is they take the people who pass the test into another room and they give you number two pencil and an application to fill out. And, and so I just filled it out and, you know, kind of riffed through it and, and failed every time I talked to a producer. Well, what I learned was, and this makes such common sense afterwards, they weren't looking for somebody to be smart or brilliant or cute or whatever in that on that application in the interview. They were looking for somebody who could sit across from Meredith Vieira at the time and tell an interesting human story. Cause it's not all about the questions, right? You, right. They want something that makes the audience go, oh, and, and something different. So, and the other thing I learned was you don't need to use a pencil to fill out their application. So I took a four color pen, a marker, a highlighter and so on. <laughs> and the, you know, the guy sitting next to me in Cleveland where I passed the audition sees me pull out all these pens and he looked over and he just, he said something I'm not going to repeat on your podcast. But <laughs> he was not, he was not thrilled. Um, <laughs> buddy, you'll know next time. So anyway, the story was that I put in red ink with, with like circles around it. So the producer would see it was my son was sitting on my lap. He was a little guy, four or five years old watching who wants to be a millionaire with me. And of course, what they say is, welcome to the hot seat. Next contestant in the hot seat. Here in the hot seat. And he started getting this worried look on his face. I said, Kenny, what's wrong? 
He said, well, how hot do they make that hot seat, Daddy? <laughs> Got that to the producer. Producer loved it. I was on the show. Meredith Vieira asked me about it. I told her it was pretty warm. Actually, the question she said was, so how are your buns doing right now? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in history that she asked in the hot seat about their buns. So uh, got that going for another, me. Another legend. <laughs> I've got hot buns. Dad jokes. Hey, hey dad jokes on the, on the fly. <laughs> yeah, and so then you... ultimately, I don't know. I don't think we said this yet. Ultimately, it, the, the obsession slash audition earned me $32,000. Yeah. So, so I had a I had a question for you. So if, if you guys remember the back in the day, you could you could phone a friend and you, you mm -hmm. chose your Tom, your friend Tom. How how did you choose your phone a friend, by the way? So you get five. Okay. So you, I tried to cover five subjects. Tom was in a room with with a bunch of other people, mm -hmm. none of whom knew Greek mythology. <laughs> and I did not realize. Now you gotta remember this is 2002. I did not realize how many answer how many questions Google would answer including the one I had. I had a friend who was on a computer. Had I went that direction, oh, he yeah. probably would have gotten it. But, yeah. and then I had three general knowledge type of okay. friends that I didn't think any of them knew Greek mythology specifically. So I know there's people out there thinking, oh, I ought to nail that. I know my Greek mythology. So I'm going to ask the audience a question and then we'll, we'll give them the answer. So I got the question right here. So I'm sure you remember this one. So the word mentor comes from mentor, a trusted advisor to what hero of Greek mythology? A, Oedipus, B, Hercules, C, Odysseus, D, Achilles. So audience, think about what you would have answered. I'll give you about five, four, three, two, one. And the answer was, do you remember? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Odysseus. Yes, Odysseus. So, so here's the backstory really quickly, because it's a lesson in the importance of mentors. When I was in high school, my high school history teacher was also our high school quiz team advisor. So we would go, we would go compete. And every time we went to compete, he kept telling me, you need to learn Greek mythology. He's like, this team is really good. We just don't have anybody covering Greek mythology. I never did. Oh, and not only that, that same teacher was one of my five choices for my oh, life. No. And I was like, and he would say, you need to learn it. I don't know it, but oh, I don't need right. to, you do. <laughs> and so that was instant. Like, Nope, not calling him. And I had to call him that night to let him know how it went. Oh. And he said, you're lucky you didn't call me. Cause I would have just sat there <laughs> laughing at you for 30 seconds. <laughs> That'd been great TV though. <laughs> right. The backstory of that is like, how can you, you know, I know I didn't learn it. Uh, who and knew? Make any friends who knew it. Well, it who is... knew you would need it in your adult life, right? You get out of school, you're like, I don't need all that stuff. But well, exactly. turns, turned out you might. And you know, I'm sitting backstage afterwards going, doggone it. I messed it up. I had two lifelines. I did it. I'm beating myself up, right? And they bring my wife back and she goes, We just got $32,000. I'm like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really positive, isn't it? That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I spent years working, not making that much. So that's, that's not bad. Right. So no, yeah. That all was... right. Let's, let's switch it up. So you got a, a new book coming out. I'm really excited about this new book. Tell tell us the title and a little bit of how the backstory that came about. Okay. So the, actually I, I got another book out and it's uh, hard to believe land. So you're yeah, talking about Cleveland sports book, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that one. Yeah. I'm working, I'm working on uh, a, another one, which is day by day in Cleveland sports history. It's just going to be pick a day and here's a fact. 
Oh, and, cool. and so how both of them came out. Well, number one, I'm a lifelong Cleveland sports fan. I, I've got a hockey jersey on today, but you can see back there, there's a uh, towel. Uh, oh, yeah. They stand for the land. That was from the uh, divisional playoffs this year. Got to go up there with my son. Such a good time. All right. So, yeah, this is the balance to positivity, right? Cleveland sports. <laughs> yeah. But but we were talking, and it goes back, I don't know, 10 years or so. A buddy of mine, we, I work, in, I live in Cincinnati area. So there was three of us talking. Two of us were from Cleveland, and one was from Cincinnati and not a sports fan. And so we're just, you know, oh, this is Cleveland sports, Cleveland sports, boo-hoo, right? And, and so the guy from Cincinnati goes, it can't be that bad. And I said, you don't understand. I'll bet you I could find a Cleveland sports tragedy for every day of the year. <laughs> I found 200 before I had to start Googling. Wow. From my brain, right? Now, not all of them were tragedies. And so I started to, and so I put out an email on this day in Cleveland sports history. And and sometimes they were good. Mostly they were not, you know, and, and I'm not going to get into all the, well, you might ask me later, but there, there are all kinds of tragedies and some highlights, right? That's probably normal for every sports team, although Cleveland has it worse. What I did was I put them together and then took the, kind of pulled out the top stories growing up for being a Cleveland Indians at the time, now guardians, Cleveland Indians, Browns and Cavaliers fan. And then I, those were the backstories. And then the main story is what happened in the 2016 season for each of those franchises. So I think the subtitle, the subtitle of it is Cavaliers win the NBA championship. Indians win the American league championship. Browns win a single football game. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it, it, and it turns out it always sells well around November, December as a Christmas gift. So um, it, it was more a labor of love than anything, Um, you know, and and having moved on from the heart attack, I can find positivity and positive moments in any of those teams, you know, sitting next to my son in the playoffs game three this year, and, and they won the game in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, that's a memory we're never ever going to lose just such a great trip up there and and so you know there's all always those kinds of positive moments that can happen all right we're gonna gonna switch it up so there's there's a lot to choose from apparently what 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 are are your first three of the greatest tragedies in cleveland sports history in your opinion okay for me i'm gonna go three two one number three this is in my lifetime was the loss of the world series to the florida marlins in 1997 I was on the phone with my brother. They had a lead in the bottom of the ninth. And we're like, yeah, you know, we live hours away, but we're going to watch the World Series together and they're going to win it. They didn't. They they tied in the ninth, lost in the 12th. Mm. Number two, and, and this is particular to me because I am first and foremost a baseball fan, right? right? Number two was the loss to the Cubs in the World Series in 2016, all right? So, uh, again, the Cubs had him down, and they, they hit a home run, and they tie it up, and, hey, here we are. We're, we're doing great. And, again, they lost in extra innings in Game 7 and the World Series. And in all of baseball history, there have been two times that a team lost the World Series in the, seventh, in the Game 7 in extra innings, and you have just heard of both of them. <laughs> Same team. All right. Uh, number one worst, and, and when you told me you're going to ask me this question, I, I went from like 15 to three. Um, <laughs> number one worst 
was 1980. Uh, the play was called Red Right 88. Brian Sight had, you know, he had pulled out, they were called the cardiac kids. They had won game after game after game in the season in the last two minutes. And so they're down against Oakland, the Raiders, and they drove all the way down the field. And I'm like, we're, we're all thinking, hey, this is going to happen. You know, we hadn't been beaten up by our Cleveland sports experience yet. This is going to happen. He's just going to pull it out. And he threw an interception. And it was the first time. He was the MVP that year. So, you know, I say the first is the worst. And and as much as I try to be optimistic and as much as I love my Cleveland sports fans, there's always that voice in the back of your head after being beaten up. That voice wasn't there in Red Ride 88. But, you know, we move on. That's right. So let's move on to the three greatest. Let's hit the three greatest then. So number three has to be the Cavaliers winning, at least in the top three. The Cavaliers won the NBA championship in 2016. And and it was an unbelievable series. And that last game was so good. And, and you know, LeBron James chases down a guy from behind you just like, I don't know how any human could have done that. And then, you know, they, they hit the three-pointer, they block something. And, and so ultimately it's like, wow, it, you know, it took this long in my life. Had to go through a heart attack before it happened, right? <laughs> but ultimately I got to witness one of my teams win a world championship. But that's only three. Number two was when they made it to the 95 World Series, the Cleveland Indians. Hadn't been since 1954. Um, and, and during that whole playoff run, in fact, I'm pretty sure that team had not been to the playoffs in my lifetime until then. We had a new baby. He'd been born July 4th, 1995. And so he was a bit colicky, but I would hold him while I was watching the game. And my heart was just like, boom, 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 boom. And he was just out. It was just like, oh man, it's like being back in the womb, hearing that heartbeat. And, and so, you know, we would watch the game together. Obviously he has no memory of it, but just right. holding him and experiencing playoff baseball with my team for the first time was amazing they didn't win the series but just that that memory with my son and you already heard number one taking my youngest up to cleveland watching the game uh they won in the bottom of the ninth and the guy who uh, won it for him and you got to be a deeper baseball fan to, to know about this maybe uh, his walk-up song is the theme to spongebob squarepants <laughs> oscar gonzalez and that's been and and you know most people like have the heavy rock the rap something country something to really get him fired up he goes up and plays and they play spongebob as he's going to the plate and they asked him why he said because i this game is fun kids like it i'm gonna put a song on that's fun right so here's this 23 year old kid and every time he gets up that night are you ready kids and we're yelling hi hi captain <laughs> right and and my wife sent my son with instructions. She said, don't let your dad lose his voice. This is, this is, um, I think Saturday night. Don't let him lose his voice because on Tuesday I had to be in Boston and give a keynote. So I'm trying to be good, but then he hit in the bottom of the ninth, they're down by one. He hits a two run single. And so what does the entire stadium do at the top of our lungs? 30 some thousand people are singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. <laughs> And, and, and the memory is, is amazing, you know, right there with my son, giving hugs, singing SpongeBob. Uh, my voice was not in top shape for the Boston keynote, but, and if you know Boston, Boston Red Sox fans, they hate the New York Yankees. I said, 
you'll have to forgive me. I lost my voice rooting against the New York Yankees. I, know, I got I applause for that. <laughs> yeah. So, Man. but that's the number one memory. It's just, you know, and, and it combines, right? The great things, the positivity, sitting there with my son, watching that game was just an incredible memory. That's because the great thing won. about sports. You know, it's a shared experience, right? That's what makes exactly. it so fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, making memories. Series, yeah. But that's okay. That, you know, we had that moment. We had that moment. So you talk about your voice is your moneymaker. So that's kind of, you're out there like, uh, like I can't go out and get hurt. So I teach fitness stuff. So I can't be getting right. hurt. Like you're you're right. the moneymaker. Tell people more about what you do, like sharing keynotes around the, around the country. So I have uh, two basic keynotes and you've, you've kind of touched on the subject for both of them. The two biggest keynotes. I will, I will tailor keynotes to other things. I, I did uh, in September, I did one on innovation that worked out real well. Uh, but it, it all roots back to goal achievement, that, that whole finding that big, bold, brilliant idea that you can't wait to get and chasing it until you get it. So that's, that's the one. It's called Fry Your Chickens. Okay, because so much, so many times we've got these chickens inside of us like, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. They're, you know, the odds of when I started auditioning for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the odds of getting through on the phone and getting one of the spots were a little more than one in 20,000, wow. right? And so the chickens inside of you are like, what makes you so great that you'll be one of the 20,000? So it's how to overcome that, frying your chickens. The other one is the S's of stress management. And what I've learned since 2015, and, and honestly, Joe, I think the two of them fit together, sure, right? Sure. Yeah. You, you got to manage the stress. You got to calm the chickens. And then you can start achieving the life that you deserve, you know? We live in a country where there's countless opportunities and and just don't hold yourself back from being whatever you want to be. We've got that, we've got that ability. And so go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't you feel this guy's awesome energy? Don't you want him to come speak to your group? Maybe your maybe your business, something like that. Check him out, philbarth.com. I'll link all his information in show notes. He's gonna link us those those S's. He's gonna send us those. I'll link the books, all that stuff. You want to get at least one book from this guy, right? You want to leave the name. Start there, right? So hey, Phil, this is this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I, I knew we were gonna have fun today. So Absolutely. thank you so much. Well, hey, keep up the good work. Keep spreading positivity and dad jokes and sports and memorabilia to everyone. Uh, it's looking up. So maybe maybe Cleveland will do something here in the next few years. I hope so. You And you keep you keep doing what you're doing. The world needs much, much more positivity. So thank you. We'll do that. Hey, everybody, y'all go out. Hey, share this message with somebody. There's somebody out there that needs to hear this message. Maybe they need to fry some chickens. Maybe they're wanting to go on a game show. Maybe they need to buy a book. Whatever it is, share this with them. We'll, we'll keep these wins of wisdom of the man, Phil himself, going out. And we're going to spread dad jokes, and you help us out. Phil, thanks for coming on again, man. I'd love to keep up with you and see how I can help you out. And everybody else, share this message, and we'll see you next week. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. 
Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, is your child struggling with math? Are you frustrated trying to help them? Then you need Mathnasium of Madison. They will meet your child where they are and help them get where they need to go. And they will do this in a positive and uplifting environment. You'll see measurable changes in attitude, confidence, and school progress. And go to their website, mathnasium.com slash madisonal, and sign up for the assessment. It is a risk-free and cost-free process that will tell you exactly where your child stands academically. Check them out again, mathnasium.com, madisonal. You know what you're needing in your life? Some apparel lab. It's where I get all my t-shirts and the Hope Dealer stickers there and all my stuff over there. But you can brand just about anything you want there. Whether you have an idea of what you want or you have no idea where to start, they can help you. Go check out their website, apparelab.inc, I-N-K. You, or you can email them at theapparelab at gmail.com. Use a promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money. Get some great products. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.